progress live. Here we go. Well, not live. Hmm. How you doing? <laughs> good. I'm good. How are you? I am good. Uh, I have. Oh, what's that noise? Ooh, there's a noise in my headphones. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have one week left till uh, my surgery. So, Yay. yeah, I'm doing a lot of laundry today and yeah, hanging out and doing some clay work, doing getting some artwork done before I literally can't for about two to three weeks. Uh, I mean, yeah. I could probably like draw or whatever, but I can't lift anything heavy for about a month so yeah. i'm having breast reduction surgery everyone they're gonna get removed um yeah, yeah. but uh, welcome to freaks of a feather i'm emily wooten and this is mary boom hi hello everyone hi hello indeed and today we're gonna keep it tight and succinct Mm-hmm. so that I don't have to edit as much. And also we're going to mind our P's and Q's uh, because I don't have any way of editing um, visual. Um, <laughs> what am I fucking talking about? Uh, video yeah. component of this. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not very good at that either. Um, but hey, this is at least, even if it is choppy in the end or whatever, number one, give us... Give us a break. It'll be our first time. And then second, it's better than a slideshow with stock photos. 100%. Oh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Also, yeah, I've been wanting to get this out on YouTube for I have I have a few friends in the deaf community and they keep asking me about it. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, I need to need to actually do it. So, yeah, here here we go. Um, Try to be as inclusive as possible. But Mary. Mm, we have something to talk about today. Oh boy. And I, it is fascinating. Okay. So Mary, if I'm not mistaken, you got your fortune told on your last birthday and they told you that you and your mother were sisters in a past life. Correct. They did. They did. (laughs) Yeah. Fascinating. This whole past life thing is fascinating. And so I was thinking to myself, I was like, is there any way to source a panel of professionals that might have taken the time and effort to study the actual existence of reincarnation? Because, I mean, you know, reincarnation certainly exists as a philosophical and a spiritual um, thought prompt thought point right um it's a construct in eastern religions such as hinduism and buddhism um and it's even i mean it's considerably well known in the western hemisphere Mm -hmm. Uh, but i want the meat and potatoes okay i want the receipts i want the research i want to see something read something tangible well fortunately mary something does exist Mm -hmm. It goes to my child. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. Oh, gosh. So I found a bunch of academic articles on the um, University of Virginia's School of Medicine. They have a complete department dedicated to perceptual studies, 
which mm. at first I'm like, mm, that sounds a lot like paranormal studies. Mm. Mm. But, but they have a multitude of academic studies on there. They have a bunch of faculty, like by all means, it looks pretty professional. It was kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll let you know, there are a multitude of research papers written on the subject. And I was like, this sounds suspicious, but they are indeed. Yeah. Academic academic studies regarding the existence of the past past lives as represented by memories that children claim to have. Okay. Oh, wow. So according to the article, academic studies on claimed past life memories, a scoping review written by Lucam Moraes. I'm going to fucking butcher all these names. <laughs> Gabrielle Barbosa, which what a wonderful name. It's oh actually kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. My name is Gabrielle Barbosa. Um, Pedro Wow Castro, Jim B. Tucker, whose name will come up again. He's a pretty prominent um, character in the perceptual studies um, mm-hmm. department. And Alexander Almeida Moreira. Moreira? Hmm. Uh, so here's a quote Beyond sociocognitive aspects of belief in reincarnation, empirical investigations of claimed past life memories, otherwise known as PLM, have been <laughs> developed in the last decades. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, So a psychiatrist by the name of Ian Stevenson began a systematic academic investigation of the phenomena of children who claim to remember um, Mm -hmm. having lived before. Right. And so Stevenson dedicated 50 years of his life to this investigation into compiling over 2000 cases that were recorded all over the world. Hmm. Um, The researchers contained anthropologists, psychiatrists, and psychologists, and investigating each case involved interviews with the patient and their parents separately, along with eyewitnesses and relatives of the people who knew these children, right? Mm -hmm. And so then the second part of the investigation would be interviewing the, the relatives or the people that these children were claiming to be Hmm. in a past life and cross-referencing yada, yada, yada. Um, It included reviewing certain objects, photographs, and ephemera from the lives of these past individuals, blind reactions of these children. Um, Like they would give them a panel of all of these photographs and say, can you pick out who you were? And they would pick out the person. Oh, wow fucking weird um uh yeah but there's more to this investigation okay Mm -hmm. the researchers and particularly dr stevenson they needed to weed out any case studies that could be kind of exposed um Mm -hmm. as being tainted with sensationalized stories or books or any kind of 
you know, questionable publications, right? So it needed to basically, they needed to identify studies that were purely academic, built on empirical evidence. Yeah. And they did. Out of the 2000 studies, they got 72 of, what am I doing? (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) they they found 72 of them that uh were uncontaminated that were just pure academic studies which 72 oh no i'm sorry 78 what the fuck am i talking about so 78 sounds pretty small (laughs) but when you consider that all of these cases were studied by researchers psychologists psychiatrists they were um, cross-examined. The kids were, it, it was thoroughly investigated. And not only, they're all from all around the world, right? A, a majority of them in Asia, but certainly some in the Western Hemisphere. All of them share similarities and in, in how these children reveal or how they relate to past lives, which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, so another quote here, the majority of PLM investigations were performed in Asia, 58 of them, followed by North America, 10, Europe, 2, Africa, 1, and seven studies were composed of multi-territorial examples. So, Hmm. Mary, now knowing that it is not out of the realm of possibilities that reincarnation might exist... I have one question for you. What? <laughs> Are you ready to get spooky? Oh, always. Always. Oh, here we go. So the following is research that has been founded by the Perceptual Studies Department from the University of Virginia at the medical school. Mm-hmm. And this article is titled Children's Reports of Past Life M- Memories. A review authored by Jim B. Tucker. So Ian Stevenson had researched at one time 44 cases of children reporting past life memories. And by all means, it goes on in this article how he was well, well respected by the Journal Journal of American of the American Medical Association. Um, they mentioned they name dropped Carl Sagan, saying that Carl Sagan um approved of this study or whatever the fuck overall the similarities between each of the cases is startling okay and it follows a particular pattern so the overlapping features of the case are as follows the subjects tend to be young children starting at 35 months um, ranging to five years of age. They typically hmm. begin describing past life events when they are around two to three years old. They usually stop at the ages of six and seven, and this can be explained by the neurological developmental stage of the a child's brain at six and seven. Um, you start hmm. The brain starts um, filing away and casting away old memories to create new ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that can be explained by that. The children in these studies make statements that are spontaneous and without any regression therapy pertaining to past lives. They describe 
their recent lives with with the attention to understanding, and this is fucking weird, how long it has been between their death and their rebirth. So all of these kids knew exactly how long it had been since they had died and then they were reborn. And when wow. they cross-referenced it, it matched up. What the fuck? That's crazy. What? So the median of this uh, interval between their death and their rebirth was about 16 months. Mm-hmm. So that's the commonality. They often describe living ordinary lives, not ones of celebrity or fame. Mm-hmm. And they usually exist in the same country or region. 70%, however, claim their death was due to unusual circumstances. Some of the children reported that they were deceased family members of their current families. And others, oh gosh. others though, claim that they were complete strangers. Okay, so... Another quote, when cases are investigated, history is obtained from as many people as possible. This includes the subjects. If the children are willing and able to tell investigators about the purported memories, as well as their parents and others who have heard the children describing past life memories. The other side of the case is then investigated. The previous family is interviewed to determine how accurate the child's statements are for the life of the previous personality. Attempts are made to obtain autopsies or medical records of the previous personality, if they are relevant. If the two families have not yet met, tests can also be conducted to see if the subject can recognize people from the previous life. So, wow. This, though, the, what I'm going to talk about next is another similarity in all of these cases that overlap is that these children often will have birthmarks or birth defects related to their past selves. I've heard something like that. Like if you have a strange birthmark or a prominent one, and it it can be indicative of how you died in a previous life. Right. There's a bunch of kids that I read about who they had like fucked up fingers. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. They had (laughs) mouth. (laughs) I have fucked up fingers. They have mal, you know, deformed fingers and they would say in their past life, like they were in a shredding accident or they got their fingers cut off and then they cross-referenced it and it matched up to whatever they were talking about. Yeah. But this case, this case. Okay. An example of it is this, and I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this name. This uh, little boy named Shanai. Chumalai Wong. Okay, he's from Thailand. Hmm. So we're just calling gonna call him Chennai. So when not Shania. Not Shania. Ch- no. <laughs> Chennai. <laughs> so when Chennai <laughs> when Chennai was three years old. He began saying that he had been a teacher named Bua Kai, hmm. who had been shot and killed one day as he rode his bicycle to school. 
He begged to be taken to his parents. That is Bokai's parents, not mm-hmm. Chennai's parents, his previous past life parents, which is also a similarity in these cases that these kids will beg and plead to go see their real families, the families that they remember from. Oh, gosh. So fucking weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he begged to be taken to see his Bokai's parents and he named the village where he said they lived. Okay. His grandmother and himself, they took a bus and they stopped at a town near the village. And his grandmother reported that when they got off the bus, Chennai led them to a house that he recognized where an older couple lived Mm. And apparently Chennai recognized the older couple and said that these were his parents. These were Bokai. And sure enough, um, they were the parents of a man named Bokai Lonok. Oh, my gosh. A teacher who had been shot and killed on his way to to the school where he taught five years before Chennai was born. Holy shit. So did did the kid approach the parents or like I wonder Yeah, how yeah, I, apparently, apparently, yeah. And this is in Thai, Thailand or you know, I don't know exactly what time period, but it's not I mean, it I don't doesn't know. matter. It, the, it's just weird, right? And then it's it's bizarre, but it's like I got the sense that it wasn't like something that his uh, parents or his grandmother would be able to like look up on the internet kind of thing. Like, right. Anyways, no autopsy report was available for Bwakai Lanuk. So Stevenson interviewed the witnesses who saw the body and his widower reported that the doctor involved in the case said that her husband had been shot from behind um, because it, there was a small entry wound on the back indicative of a typical entry wound. And um, there was a larger, more irregularly shaped wound on his forehead that was indicative of an exit wound. The Chennai was born with two birthmarks, a small round birthmark on the back of his head, and a larger, more irregularly shaped one on the front of his head. Get fucked. What? Holy shit. I read that and I was like, no. Gosh. Okay, <laughs> like now that makes, my- that makes me think of my stepdad now. He's got a big birthmark like on his nose. Wonder if he's got one at the back. He- was he shot in the head in his past life? I'm going to have to text him. <laughs> Hey, I know you're at Publix, but do you think you were ever shot in the head in a previous life? Um, <laughs> he'd probably call just somebody shopping on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> oh, Mary checks. Your daughter's a weirdo, Carol. Your daughter's <laughs> fucking strange, but yeah, <laughs> that is fucking fascinating. There's also a bunch of stories of kids, this kid in India named Kukum, who she told she basically had told her mother, her and father that she remembered being born. Oh, you're fuzzy. 
it's not focusing on you. Oh, there you are. There we go. Um, she had told her her mother and father that she had lived a life in a village that was 25 miles away. She could name her children that she had had, um, what wow. her house looked like, all this stuff. And they snooped around and they found, I, I guess they found the child. But yeah, really weird. Wow. And all be of her- so sad. Like, you know, to, to see this little kid one day and they're like, I was your, you know, mom, or I was this or that, like, and then it making sense. Like that would be intense. Yeah. Apparently the house, um, was just as she said it was. It's really weird. Uh, there was also a little boy who, um, forget his fucking name but he he apparently uh when he was two years old he started talking about um all all the things that his grandmother would do for him the grandmother would do for him when he was when he was alive before and talking about specifically being his father's dad wow Right. And things that this kid details that this kid wouldn't necessarily know, like how he would drink smooth. Like he, he was the old man was malnourished and drinking like smoothies and shit. Mm-hmm. And the kid was talking about that. Like, it's just like things that he no one would. Re- yeah, he shouldn't really know. Like, it's really bizarre. Like, cause you wouldn't yeah. fucking tell a two-year-old, yeah, your your grandfather basically starved to death because he had stomach cancer. You wouldn't fucking say yeah. that to your two-year-old, so, three-year-old. Right. So <laughs> it, it's just it's bizarre. But mm. I thought this fed in great with our subject last week about star seeds. Oh, star seeds, and mm-hmm. isn't it nice to be an indigo child? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I always knew I was special. It, it's not easy being special, but no, you know, maybe there's a reason why. <laughs> yeah. So last week, if you haven't listened to the episode about star seeds, go listen to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, there are people that believe that certain individuals were that hail from different planets. Mm-hmm. Um, and different, galaxies, dimi- stars. different galaxies, different dimensions and time and space have been brought to earth, reincarnated on earth to, for the betterment of humankind and to improve yeah. our planet. Yeah. And there are generations of these star seeds. And if you're a millennial or Gen Z, you are an indigo child yes. because your aura is purple. And you're yeah. a purple star seed. <laughs> so it's interesting if you're, you know, born, you know, what was it between 90 to 96 or something? If you're mm-hmm. in that, well, it might have been 85 to 85 to 95, maybe. I don't know. Listen to last no, week. No, <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was like 90 to 96. And then you're the period of awakening. Awakening yeah. is uh <laughs> 20. 22 ish no, to 2016 20, to I, 20, I think it's like a 10 year span. Yeah. So we've got, we've got a little bit longer to, to figure our shit out. So yeah. Don't, don't already, panic. Don't yeah. panic. You've got a little bit longer. 
Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So on the subject of reincarnation and also Mm -hmm. star seeds and indigo children, I've got a really unique reincarnation story that involves a star seed child. Okay. So this boy's name is Briska Kiprianovich and he is, you can see him on the internet from time to time. He was more popular in the nineties, but Articles would, you know, Mm. say the boy from Mars or, you know, just different stuff like that. So Mm. you'll, you'll see it a couple different ways, but anyway, so Briska was a little different. Okay. And when you do think about past lives, it's like what you mentioned earlier, like, okay, they could, they remember being in the mafia or they were, you know, a, a celebrity in their past life or they're, they're dad's father uh, or whatever you know or apparently just like you know by and large the ones that are the most trusted studies are the ones where they're like i used to be a goat farmer next door and i died by getting kicked in the head by a donkey (laughs) like you know but apparently bariska is you know he went he went fucking big yeah so (laughs) this claim's a little bit different because one day he just started talking about outer space. He had this great knowledge about it. And eventually he started to say, I'm actually not from earth in my past life. I was from Mars. And it's, it's strange because he did know a lot about all of this. Okay. So let's get to know this weirdo a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> Poor child. <sighs> so let's get to know this little freak a little better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bariska, uh, which can be translated or means little Boris. So some folks call him Boris, some call him Bariska. So he's mm. this Russian boy born human on January 11th of 1996. Um, born human, yeah. died a cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he also had two human parents. Boring. But anyway, um, He should be around about 26 right now. Mm. Um, I don't know his father's name. um, And I think at some point that he kind of dipped out of their lives and it left him with his single mother, which her name was Nadezda Kiprianovich or Nadia is what they'll call her in these uh, Camelot interviews. Um, I would have gone by Nadezda. That's a, that's a lot more mysterious. Nadezda. That'd be a good name for it. Although it, it kind of does sound like a birth control name. Like you're going to get the Nadezda implant. You know, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Maybe not. Yeah. It sounds like something like, all right, um, you have a uh, chronic kidney disease. Time to take Nadezda. Like Nadezda. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Nadezda. Okay. So Nadia is his mother. Dad fucked off, went out to go get some milk and cigarettes and never came back. Yeah, I don't um, I don't exactly know when he did dip out, but I think he was there for some of the time. But okay. Well once mm. Bariska was born, like off the bat, things were weird. I mean, he couldn't talk quite yet, but it wouldn't take long. But by the time he was <laughs> two, just two weeks old, he could lift his head up. No support needed, nothing like that. Now, I mean, that's not <laughs> something you would see happen normally until like a baby's like three, four, you know, around three months or so, give or take. Right. And what was weird is like his mom was really taken aback by it because she herself was a doctor 
And she knew, okay, <laughs> this is pretty atypical. That's strange. But especially because his head is just so fucking big and lumpy. <laughs> like and she also knew neck. that it, it, it didn't need to spin like an owl. That was strange. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine. <laughs> oh gosh. <sighs> but it, it got even it got even stranger because by the time he was just two months old, two months old, he began to speak words here and there. And then over time. Weird. He was able to string on sentences and yeah, it, by and babies, the time babies usually don't start speaking till they're about a year old. Right. Yeah. They'll, they'll start babbling like, uh, you know, eight, yeah. nine months, maybe I would think. And then by a year, they're definitely like at least mama, dada, whatever. But okay. he's, he's, you know, really ahead, very, very much ahead. And by the time he was a year and a half, he was reading drawing and painting wow and it didn't take long until you know his mom was like okay he's a really smart kid so by three know, years old he's writing his dissertation on astrophysics i mean, I mean for real but no mm, they he was two years old and they just went ahead and they enrolled him into kindergarten and his teacher recalled like <laughs> what the fuck? yeah yeah she was like, he has great writing skills, language talents, and this impeccable memory, right? So that's okay. really bizarre. Like, okay, cool. It's, yeah, it's a prodigy child, child, right? Yeah, is bizarre, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. So by the time he was five, it's when he kind of started to talk about outer space. This is when these stories started to come in. Which is, okay. again, a little atypical about what you just told me there about, you know, around five or seven is when they start forgetting about stuff. But about around around six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. But with Briska, I mean, I don't know how long I know as he got older, it was more difficult to recall the details, but yeah, we'll get, we'll get into it. But when he was five, you know, it, he would talk about space, but it wouldn't be like, that's the moon. That's a star, you know, your typical <laughs> stuff, right? It's, yeah, <laughs> he's talking about like the inner workings of space, galaxies, you know, star systems and, you know, things about planets and detail, like great detail. <laughs> so, I mean, he could just point up in the sky and be like, oh yeah, that's that or whatever, you know? You know what, mother, on the uh, fifth uh, ring of Saturn, <laughs> Uh, there is a place where you can go and you can, uh, get your, uh, teeth cleaned. <laughs> like, oh, Bar- Bariska, um, <laughs> what? it's, it's really time for your nap. You're, you're delusional. <laughs> it's re- it's really time for mommy to have her own time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, cool. I mean, I, I guess like if, if I had a kid that came up to me and was like, mommy, I remember the times when the elders lived on planet Exerion and I myself was was hung and executed for <laughs> treason. I'd be like, you know what, kid? Cool. Good. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, he is bright. He is very intelligent. So why would he also not be creative in that way either? Right. So it's kind of, how do you, how do you differentiate, uh, make believe 
from, I don't know, is, is this a past life that he's experiencing? So, well, I'm saying if he's like only five and he's using. Yeah. I mean, that so, kind of language. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at this point they, they figure out, okay, we definitely have a prodigy child because they send him to specialists. They supposedly have his IQ tested and it was 200. So I don't know. At that's, five. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm like, mm, uh, okay. You know, if you say so, but we'll just go with, it was high. We'll just say it's high, but, okay. and then, you know, Did she they, have him tested or something. Uh, I guess they had his IQ tested. Yeah, that's what they say. And oh. they said it was in the, it was like 200. So, but then again, guys, the sources are all over the place for Bariska yeah. because you got to remember sure. like, uh, yeah, there's a language barrier and all that stuff as well. But yeah, so they were like, okay, cool. We've got a really smart kid. But when he started to also talk about alien civilizations, Mm. And that he was from Mars and that he was a Martian. Things got very, very weird. Okay. That's when you take him into the veterinarian and get him put down for rabies and have his brain looked at. Yeah. Study the brain. Study the brain. (laughs) Get a brain scan, dude. Mm. But (laughs) so I can't imagine this. Like, I think what this weekend I might be camping or something, but I can't imagine if I were to go sit around a campfire and I were to hear the story that Briska at age seven is about to tell all of his family members and friends that went on this camping trip with them. Okay. So they're all sitting around, you know, chit chatting, roasting marshmallows and Briska eating seven years old. Yeah. (laughs) Eating bowls of borscht. (laughs) But yeah, they're, they're kind of surprised when Briska's like, I need everybody to be quiet. I, I have something really important to tell you. I've got a story. You're like, all right, kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's one of those goosebumps, isn't it? It's a goosebumps. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about my little pony or some bullshit. Okay, let's go. What do you have to say? <laughs> yeah. So they agreed more or less to hear him out. And, you know, instead of getting that typical ghost story or goosebumps story, what he said shocked the living hell out of them. So he began to recall his past life, right? Which is mom's probably at this point, like, Bariska, no, I just met these friends. Mommy's trying to get you a stepdad and you're going to scare him off. She's like, but, she's like, shh, shh. <laughs> fuck it. He's like he's like got he's he's got like a fucking manifesto in his hands. He takes his glasses <laughs> off and he starts reading from it. <clears throat> like no brisket no. His mom's just like giving him this from across the campfire. <laughs> None. <laughs> so he 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 go, he rattles on anyway. He's like in a past life, I was a pilot, but not on earth but rather from Mars. Well, he claimed, obviously, that he was sent from Mars, reincarnated to Earth to save humans from an apocalyptic nuclear war. Which, if you listened to our episode on Starseeds last week, this 
Makes sense because that's what the star seeds were sent here for, were to protect us from ruining our planet and to, you know, bring us further as far as um, being loving, kind, and um, advancing technology, right? So, that's right. My but he was born in what, 96? Yeah. So, I mean, they missed the Cold War by a little bit. So, I mean, not great planning, but still. Right, right. But from his story, he went on to explain. Not that he could fucking do anything as a baby, like Jesus Christ. No. Anyways, anyways, yeah. But he goes on to explain, you know, that when he was on Mars as a Martian, this, when he's talking about nuclear (laughs) war, the exact thing happened on mars supposedly from what he's saying that led to the collapse of his people when he was around 13 or 14 um he explained that there were a lot of different you know beings from other galaxies and stuff that lived on mars Mm -hmm. but they didn't see eye to eye and when he grew up there was a lot of warfare and shooting and you know pretty much what happened is they destroyed their atmosphere from what he says yeah. Okay. Which I mean, I'm sure at this point that those the parents and the adults that are sitting there are like, this is a good story. This yeah. is a good story. Your kid is good at this. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, <laughs> mom's not gonna get laid again, again. again. <laughs> no dick for mom. No dick. <laughs> Just nightmares about aliens again. So, uh, so basically, this is mirroring our own issues with cli- like climate change and mm-hmm. like with the atmosphere and pollution and all this shit. So, I'm yeah. sure, like, well, I don't know how. This is probably what 2001, 2002 when he's saying this shit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how, like cognizant um people were of the issues at that time but it's definitely spooky i mean it's it's spooky you know and it's strange because it's not like he's just telling a story he's like no i lived this this was me this is what my childhood was like and they're like you are a child but (laughs) it's it's just crazy so he even went on to explain like so when the atmosphere was destroyed we had to figure out another way to survive. And what ended up happening from what he says is that they went underground and they adapted to be able to breathe carbon dioxide rather than oxygen or whatever they were breathing there. And. Okay. A few holes, few holes there, Briscoe. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So the thing is when he explains they're breathing carbon dioxide, right? Mm -hmm. He explains that when we breathe carbon dioxide and rather than oxygen, we don't age anymore, or at least it slows it down quite a bit so that Martians supposedly don't age past 35, which seems like a pretty good age to cap things off at, honestly, but well, it sounds like a, a lot of them didn't age because they all died. They're all dead, Briska. Including you. All died. <laughs> <laughs> Including you. Uh, so the re- so the people who survived this apocalyptic like atmosphere 
um, and all this war started living underground Mm -hmm. and adapted that quickly to breathing carbon dioxide. Okay. Yeah. What's (laughs) weird. So I guess this was the preservation of their species in this type of way as well. So Mm -hmm. he explains that not only is that what they did all those years ago, well, thousands and thousands of years ago, but they're still there. So He's excited to travel to Mars and discover <laughs> discover the Martians. sewer people that live underground. <laughs> you're imagine? like walking around, and you see like a vent, and you're like, wait. And then you put your ear to it, and you know, you hear somebody playing poker down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't there there was a failed mission to Mars by the Soviet Union? Yeah, right? so that was back in 88. They sent Phobos one and two. And, um, per, so this is like, after he tells the story and stuff like that. And then it, you know, a lot, some of the people that were sitting around the fire pit were either scientists or he if later went and spoke to some, I'm not really sure, but he did, it kind of explained why they, well, the Soviet unions were the first to go to outer space. They had a lot of failed missions to be able to explore Mars, but, Scientists were pretty much like, why do why do our crafts pretty much explode or you know whatever things go wrong when we get close to Mars? And pretty much what he said is because of the radioactivity, um, and they've got some kind of mechanism or force field or something that protects their planet from further radiation and damage, and that's why these cool. trips have been very unsuccessful. And he explains, you know, if you travel to Mars differently rather than, you know, a straight trajectory, but rather use multidimensionality to travel like through time and space to get there, that you'll be able to get around those things. So, Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, So this is after like, so after the campfire and shit, I'm guessing that he got interviewed or some bullshit by some scientists by different, and different scientists and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, and the things that he, I was, mean, he was saying made sense to them. Right. It's weird enough for them to want to be like, Hey, can we talk to your kid? Like, yeah. Like Briska, Briska, why are our ships making it to Mars? Why did, why did Phobos <laughs> one and two fail? Where are the lost cosmonauts? <laughs> Tell us Briska. Uh, it's probably because you're trying to get advice from a seven-year-old. Um, Might have he, something to do with that. Can you, he just Maybe? needs a second. Um, he he says he <laughs> wants to play Sonic the Hedgehog really quick on his Sega. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You got to oh, take gosh. breaks. Always take a break for Sonic. Always. Yeah. If, if Russian's that close to... Well, I mean, I guess... By then it was fine, but anyway, um, yeah, hopefully they had, hopefully they had that, but anyway, so it's weird, but they were also like, well, what do you mean? How did you travel if you were a Martian back then? And he explained like their ships and they were like, well, what was the shape of them? Were Mm -hmm. they round and sphere? I'm doing it again. Sphere. (laughs) (laughs) It's sphere. It's sphere. It's sphere. You sound like uh, Mel Brooks. It's the sphere, a sphere, um, <laughs> the sphinx, but sphere. 
I do that so much, but they weren't, they weren't round. They weren't your typical UFO, right? They were Mm -hmm. triangular from what he said. And what made them capable of being able to travel through time and space rather than straight trajectories like our spacecrafts were Mm -hmm. their layering. So he went on to explain, and there's different percentages of the layers and that supposedly is relevant, but I didn't include that because who, what the fuck? But there's an outer later layer. Because who really gives a shit? Yeah, like somebody's be like, uh-uh, no, that's not how you do it. Actually, it's 28%, not 25%. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're just reading off the different layers to like a, a Serta mattress. Yeah. Now, yeah, the, the coils go underneath the uh, memory foam. Okay. Uh-huh. Dual density. You would know that if you weren't a three-dimensional idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Not 12-dimensional like the rest of us in this room. Some people that I know that might be 2D. Must be rough. (laughs) (laughs) They must get such great sleep at night being so simple. (laughs) Um. Oh, gosh. But yeah, these layers. So you had an outer layer that was metal a middle layer that was made of some kind of rubber material. And then, um, just very, very basic. Yeah. And then the inside was some, some kind of magnetic layer that supposedly enabled the ship to be able to, uh, move through time and space. And then something to do with ions, yada, yada. Yeah. I'm not what into about, astrophysics what, or anything like that. So what about the celestial primordial goo? Isn't, isn't that oh yeah layer? well you you well what happens is when you come out from underground you got to rub it all over yourself right so that you can survive <laughs> the rough atmosphere that is now mars and then you get onto the plane and then yeah <laughs> actually got- it's all just martian is really when you think about it but yeah, yeah i mean you got to rub it all over your body so that so that you they can't really they've been living underground so they can't really see you so you don't want to spook them right you right. want they 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 need to recognize you as one of their own. So if you just cover yourself in their sputum, <laughs> they'll, okay, yeah, it's one of us. Hey, and they'll know the difference too, because number one, Martian just glows in the dark. Number two. They can't see though. Now they can. They have goggles. No, 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 no. Well, in my mind, they can. <laughs> Anyway, we're making that last part up, obviously. Well, I mean, well, no, well, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you started saying that? Like they have him on a talk show, like like an an Oprah esque version uh, in what Moscow? What would you call it? Um, Olga, not Oprah, but Olga. <laughs> in the old <laughs> uh, Boriska. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell us more. <laughs> he starts rattling off how you have to cover yourself in alien ejaculate. They would <laughs> cut those cameras like so fast. They'd be like, like oh god, <laughs> no, 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 no. They'd be like, oh, we talked about this. We talked about this. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. but oh, so. The thing is, like, his mom also claimed, like, I mean, she's 
she's a doctor. Okay. She's not yeah. in, into astrophysics. His dad wasn't either. I don't exactly know what he did. It was either something medical or something with the army. I, I can't quite remember. Gas station attendant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just bathroom attendant. Bathroom attendant. <laughs> At a porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> There really should be. There really should be at like music festivals, like a porta potty attendant, <laughs> like somebody who stands out there with a tray with like hand sanitizer and mints. <clears throat> Mint, sir. <laughs> oh, I, I saw a YouTube video about it earlier this week. What was it? Ross oh, it Creations. exists. Ross Creations. They did that to prank people in Florida, which, of course, oh, Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I believe. I, 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 if you told me that that existed at Coachella, I believe it. Yeah. They are, yeah. yeah, yeah. These are the celebrity porta potties. <laughs> I've never been to Coachella, but I will no. listen to people's stories about it. But I'm not ever going to go. I'm too old. I've missed my. I've missed my my time for that. We're not too old. Bye. We're not too old. We'll. I'll drag you out there in a van. <laughs> I'll drag you out there in a van. Well, with a lamp. white van with a white up. van. <laughs> A white van with no windows. I'm gonna drag you out there. We're going. We're going to Coachella, Mary. You thought you were tied in the back. You thought you were gonna be hogtied and and chopped into pieces and thrown in the the river. No, we're just going to Coachella. Oh no, where I picked this spot right here underneath the tree, and I got you plenty of underwear and water. And what else do you need? I just got you some big t-shirts. I know you like to wear those and leggings. Yeah, you'll be good. <laughs> just have a big, a big like little uh gerbil water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, where were we? Yeah, so he's told this big story about how he's from Mars to all these people. They're freaking out. They're like, oh, okay, kid. And, you know, his mom takes him to some scientists or he talks to some and they're asking him questions like, you know, why do they, why do our, you know, man-made spacecraft uh, crash when they approach Mars? And he gets into all of that. And it's just so... The whole thing with that, like with um, the lost cosmonauts and stuff, there's a bunch of conspiracy mm-hmm. theories with that as well, which I would get into that at some point. But trying to find information about the Soviet Union's, uh, you know, mission Sealed. to Mars. Yeah, they're, you know, they covered a lot of that stuff up. <clears throat> but anyway, so. Can't have no loose lips. Yeah. No loose lips. Yeah. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. There's conspiracies about that. And it's just going to get more like that as it goes on. And I'm like, how could this reincarnation story turn into all of this? But it does. Yeah. And the kid claims all this stuff. So he was a pilot from Mars, right? And he said he used to fly to Earth. Um, moreover, he piloted the spacecraft himself. And they would go to Earth during the time of the Lemurian civilization. So apparently when, you know, there was Pangea, you know, all of the continents were one. There was also um, a continent called Lemuria and it eventually like flooded or something like that. And it doesn't exist anymore. So, but yeah. So he speaks okay. of the fall of Lemuria and why, you know. 
it happened. Almost like it just happened to him yesterday. It was really weird, I guess, the way okay. that he described it. But he says that they all died out because they ceased to like develop themselves spiritually and they broke the unity of the planet. So leading you to think that maybe at one point Earth was more advanced than what it is even today, but something went wrong. So hence why they had to send the star seeds back to save us. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a really it's really fun to think about. I mean, that's cool, but I mean, I mean, I, I mean I, if you're going to believe that there's a giant white man in the sky with a big, long beard who watches you take a shit, I mean, you, is it out of I the mean, realm of possibility to believe in this? I mean, I don't know. No, so. no. I mean, you know, reincarnation itself is, you know, part of people's spirituality, spiritualities and religion and everything. Just yeah. not white conservative Christians. God damn it. right and those these are the same people who i you know having worked with with people with having co-workers in the south old you know old country folk Mm -hmm. um the same people who who were like reincarnation that's for crazy people the same people in this in the the same sentence will be like well my my daddy came and visited me in the form of a cardinal what pamela what was that oh you you know (laughs) yeah dead people come back in the forms of birds Uh (laughs) come again what (laughs) yeah but but no, reincarnation's from the devil. Oh, look, it's another <laughs> cardinal. Oh, I miss Jay so much. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ironic. But anyway. Yeah. So, Mariska went on to explain some more stuff that was really interesting about his time on Earth when he would travel. And he would talk a lot about actually going and visiting the ancient Egyptians. Okay. This is around the time they were building the pyramids, all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And before I get into it, I'll make the disclaimer that again, there is so many conspiracy theories. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Like, you know, that the hieroglyphics that are, are carved inside of it, you know, they supposedly show UFOs and aliens like tall Mm -hmm. aliens that are really similar to how Bariska describes Lemurians because they're supposed to be around 20 feet tall. And apparently these hieroglyphics look a lot like them. Okay. So it's, it's strange, but he goes on to explain a lot about it. And he's like, yeah. um, If you go to the, the Sphinx, Sphinx, not Sphinx. 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 I'm not going to say it like that again. Go to the Sphincter. (laughs) Go to the Sphincter in Egypt. Uh, So in Giza, there's a Sphinx. And pretty much what he says is that somewhere within there is this knowledge that if they can find it and unlock the Sphinx, that it will change our entire world for the better. Like there's technology, there's all this information. And he can't exactly remember how to unlock it entirely, but he does say behind its ear, there is a mechanism that will open it. 
Okay, and I will say once again, if I had the money that Elon Musk's ha- Musk <laughs> that Elon Musk has, I would get a you know a helicopter to drop me on that ear. Okay, I'm going to yeah. go behind that ear. I'm going to I'm going to root around. I'm going to see what's there. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to dig a tunnel underneath the Sphinx. I'm going to enter it through the sphincter. I'm going to yeah. go inside, <laughs> and I'm going to see what's in there. You know. You're rich enough. Why don't why don't you make the the world your playground? I mean, I, you you've know, already ruined so much, so might as well. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> so a lot of people that you know are there to protect it and preserve it aren't really going to jump on the fact that space aliens hid something inside of it. It's ass. Or, right. You pay those people <laughs> off if you're you know wealthy yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but- but what is you weird. can't just be an an average tourist. No, no. Right. You can't just like start scaling the Sphinx. No, you will get arrested in a foreign country. And I I don't know what Egyptian prison is like. So <laughs> I don't I don't advise anybody to find out unless you are from there and you you can tell us. Might be interesting. That might be know. another episode. But what's weird, Emily? Mm-hmm. is that there is a space they were able to do some kind of imaging or something and there is a hollow space within the sphinx there is but they don't know how to get to it quite yet I'm but this you. little russian kid told them and they won't <laughs> listen i'm telling you you dig a tunnel underneath you see and there's a big cork okay it's going to take a few of you to pull it out yeah and you're gonna you're gonna crawl up inside. <laughs> well, you know, I think that we should take a trip there. Both of us dress up like Laura Croft, and we tomb raid our way in. <laughs> <laughs> my ass, and my giant tits, and a small little tank. So- <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it will protect you against the rolling boulders and the spikes. You know. <laughs> oh, at least it'll distract distract the guards. <laughs> like. God. How is that? How is that physically possible? <laughs> That's how we go in. You just you just whip them out, and they're like, "Whoa!" And then I just run, I just run, and then I open up them. the ear. <laughs> open up the ear. Just scale the ear. Yeah, I, I mean that's pretty. Silver I don't know. Button. <laughs> I don't know how many stories the Sphinx is, but it's gonna be. It's going to be a long process getting up there. I'm yeah. going to have to do I'm going to, I'm going to have to learn a whole routine. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a, a few pendulum swings of the breasts and the helicopter aren't going to, you know, cover it. No, I think need, what like, you're going to have you'll have to be yeah. inconspicuous about it. You know, you'll have to set up your phone on a tripod and be like sit, doing a TikTok. In a minute, I'm going to need a smack in my face. Have one of your tits flop out the bottom of the tank top. They'll be like, they won't notice anything, anything other than that. (laughs) Well, they're going to be gone soon. So unfortunately, well, you know, you just destroyed the planet. So I just know that (laughs) (laughs) it was our only hope. It's our only hope. You could have find another woman with like elephant titus of the tit sack. <laughs> I mean, I could, but she wouldn't be you. 
Not right. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm the only yeah. one who can, who can manage <laughs> it. Yeah. Got that oh. the special touch. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. Anyway, like, like I said, their atmosphere is destroyed. So what do they try to do to save Mars? Right. They go to Jupiter and they try to turn Jupiter into their sun supposedly. <laughs> and he explains that that's, it didn't go well. And no. spot on Jupiter is what ended up happening. And that's why that's there is because they tried to make it their son. What, but what, how is that going to help? <laughs> how is that going to help your planet turning the Jupiter, which I do believe is the largest Fucking planet huge. Yeah. <laughs> in our, into a sun. Like, like, do you want to incinerate? Like, <laughs> I, how is that going to help? <laughs> Maybe it's just the fastest way to kill us all. <laughs> Take us all out in one fail yeah. swoop. Just, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could look at the kid and be like, okay, that's very interesting that you're saying this as a child. And then also think of it like, yes, Jupiter is fucking huge. And if it was a sun, I can't imagine. Yeah, see, um, <laughs> there's some holes in this bariska. Yeah. There's a but little, they were little so hole. they were so smart. Like they would have known that it would have been too hot, right? No, the fuck. No, yeah, no. Yeah. But maybe oh, they gosh. just all took a collect. They all they took a poll. They were at you know the Martian town hall underneath you know in the sewer systems, and they yeah they took a poll, and everybody agreed. We're just gonna. We're going to act, I guess, whatever, activate Jupiter, turn it into a sun so that we just off the off everybody, you know? Yeah. We just all agreed. <laughs> We're yeah. sick of fucking living in the sewer systems. I mean, I don't blame them. They want to grow, you know, fruits and vet. Oh, God. Could you think of the different fruits and vegetables that would be on different planets? I mean, could you even call the, would they even be typified as fruits and vegetables if they are growing on alien soil that is not, is completely foreign to. I don't know, but I would think uh, that they would know how to make like, you know, geothermal, yeah. like greenhouses and, uh, you know, they could do it underground. Yeah. And, but they like, and they grow- could get seeds from different galaxies too right yeah and they have like fucking rutabagas that you poke and they scream at you (laughs) (laughs) they're alive and they feel nothing but pain (laughs) (laughs) so fucking terrible anyways yeah but it's it's weird but the thing is that like he's going through this interview with through project camelot which by the way if you you see this interview with him online the Mm -hmm. woman that is interviewing him it's just horrible. She didn't plan for it. She didn't have any fucking <laughs> questions written down. Like you would think you come all the way from America and you go to Russia and you sit down with this family and you're asking stupid questions to a child. He's still a child nonetheless, right? Even if he's just remembering things from a past life or it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just- so basically he's basically Will Ferrell pretending to be Harry Carey. If the moon was made yeah. out of barbecue sparrows, would you eat it? <laughs> yeah, but she was she was just like speaking over the interpreter and 
just really pushing him and not understanding mm-hmm. that he's still a child and was just like, Mariska, Mariska, we need to know whatever you can remember so that we can save our planet. Cause there were, they were like this weird bunch that truly believed mm-hmm. in aliens and they went to interview people mm-hmm. that had abductee stories and everything. And she's like truly on mm-hmm. it, that he has some kind of information in his little brain. She like takes him by the shoulders. Mariska. Tell me about Mars. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> just pisses himself, you know. Just like Jesus. Okay, yeah, but they they, sh- they shut the interview down and everything because it got so uncomfortable. But yeah, fuck them. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, okay. But, well, you know what's really weird too is he made uh, this claim that mm-hmm. in some point in time the poles on earth are going to get displaced and it's going to cause two huge catastrophes in the future on earth and that he's here to help prevent that. Okay. You got to think about, you know, climate change and the oceans rising and all Mm -hmm. that in earth, which these are real things. We're getting more inclement weather, hurricanes, tornadoes, what have you. Well, he goes on to say that these catastrophes, only a people, a few people will survive from it. But the thing is, there's um, depending on where you read it, there's different dates. Okay, one source, okay. I, one source said one catastrophe in 2009 and the other in 2013. Which here we are, we're still here. However, another one says the first one is in 2029, and the next one is somewhere in the 2030s. So that's scary to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and he said the first one would be involving a continent that is going to be flooded because of the rising ocean levels. And that is, that is very much, you know, what, I mean, it's not going to just, you know, go underwater and be gone. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like the outer banks are, you know, not going to be there at some point, you know, Right. All kind of, you know, right. The shit. coastal areas in yeah. general. Yeah. But that makes it sound like it's it's something that's going to be a whole continent that's going to be pretty yeah. extreme. Yeah. Um, wow. So, and I don't, I don't know uh, about the, the latter one. Like, I don't know the one in the 2030s, what exactly that will involve. But yeah, <clears throat> kind of spooky to think about that. But well, hip hip hooray. Thank you, I know. Mariska. Yeah, for real. But yeah, um, the thing is with all of this to consider Mm -hmm. is it would be especially odd if he had never had any prior knowledge to astrophysics or any kind of interest in that. The thing where I find bias with this is within his mother, Nadia. Okay. So he does know that she has a very Mm. intelligent prodigy child, right? Yeah. So what does she do? She goes and buys oh, him boy. books on astrophysiology. She okay. buys him books on Lemurian civilizations. Okay. You know, <laughs> Egypt, all that kind of stuff. All these things that seem so left field. Right. And so this is before he's giving these interviews. Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. As he's growing up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. So I do see bias in that. I, you know, supposedly, you know, he would read them and 
understood Latin, understood all this stuff that didn't make sense to her still. But then again, he's fucking really, he's really, really, really intelligent. Okay. So you give a kid a bunch of knowledge and a bunch of books and he obsesses over and he's very interested in it because he's from Mars. He becomes a dungeon master. He's doing, he's doing good things. You know, he's, he's, he's creative. He's yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. If you guys believe in that stuff, I mean, I, I would believe, you know, the story that you told me about um, Shania Twain earlier about her past (laughs) life. (laughs) No. Um, yeah, I mean, I would believe that. No, you know, nothing's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But again, it's it's also mm-hmm. this whole starseed um, reincarnation, um, mm-hmm. space alien stuff is kind of a spiritual thing for some people. So I'll be sensitive in the fact that, okay, maybe, but also I kind of don't really give a shit. Like, I don't necessarily believe that at all. But it is interesting. I will give it that. It is interesting enough for me to want to talk about and me to think that you guys would also find it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was wonderful, Mary. Yeah, I don't know if I believe in Bariska either. Well, I believe in Bariska. I think he is a very, yeah. probably a very smart, smart young person now. Yes. God, I sound like well, such an old, old You know, we, we could ask him, but unfortunately, you know, I think he's went on to change his name. Um to protect his identity and all that kind of stuff. So there's really no way to know where he is or what his name is now, but yeah, he should, you know, he's also a fellow millennial. He's like 26 and I'm sure. Harry Styles. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Bariska. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine him now as an adult. He's probably like, man, I really tricked my mom. Really got her. (laughs) Really got her. I really got that dumb bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you all for listening. If you could please like, comment, subscribe, give us a review. Okay. Yeah. Uh, five stars only, please. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Or four. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a four star rating. <laughs> I'll take um, it. I'll uh, take it. But we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys are awesome. We look forward to next week. And yeah, check out our Patreon at uh, FoffPod um, slash Patreon, I think. is Nope. Patreon.com slash FoffPod. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, we've got some merch on the way. Like, please just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want some money, yep. please. Yeah, we've got please. a TikTok at Freaks of a Feather podcast and um, yes, Instagram, Facebook, um, same name. And now mm-hmm. you can check out our YouTube videos. We'll post some of these every once in a while, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.